doing having new space is kind of there's there's two things I want to really talk about today. The first is um, for some of us we've noticed stuff really well. Um, there's three pictures, um, really four, three and a half pictures of what Blueprint is. Um, these are core things to what our identity is as Blueprint. Some of us would have heard it before, some of us may not have heard it before, um, but it's always good to reiterate who we are and what, what that means for us and what, what our primary um, kind of, I guess, mission and what we're called to do is because there's a lot of awesome churches um, out there and a lot of awesome spaces out there, but we do have a specific core here that we feel called to do. Um, so that's, that's what um, it's about. And the second thing is I've just got four challenges for this year um, as we go into this next season. Um, they're, they're not, they're, they're kind of intense. Um, they're not that intense, I think, personally, but, uh, but it can be challenging, I think. Anyway, so I've been told I'm not challenging enough, so too far story, so don't Three key pictures, I, was, I won't go on in too long. Uh, yeah, uh, feel free to have a chat with me if you want to know more about these things. I wasn't actually here for any of these pictures, so I have been like, it's through osmosis that I've received these things, and so it's through osmosis that you guys have received these things as well, uh, and that's how we kind of carry on what we, we believe we are called to. This is the um, the cave of Adullam. Well, it's a painting of the cave of Adullam. There's actual pictures of cave of Adullam, um, and this one of the visions of Blueprint. One of the um, I don't actually know where this came from. Is this in the Guru Cave? Does anyone know this one? It's basically a cave in the Bible in one Samuel where um, David goes to this cave. He's like running from he's running for Saul. Um, man, my Bible history is great. Uh, he's running for Saul, and he comes to this cave, and then he gathers these people. And the words in the Bible, at least in NIV, is everyone who's in distress, everyone who's in debt, everyone who was bitter and so gathered to him. And so he had about 400, I think, largely men at this time, and these people who are kind of um, on the outskirts of what their, of, of like the, the, their lives, I guess, or the outskirts of these, the edge, I guess is what we use the term, the, the kind of edge of these places, they come and gather with him, and then there's this time of growth, and then they, they emerge from this cave as basically David's army um, into this thing. And so there's a beautiful picture of us as Blueprint being a hub where people come um, from the different works of life, different things that banner us and maybe make us question things and whatever that is, and come to this place, a place of respite, a place of discipleship, a place of growth, and then we're sent out into the rest of the world and sent down to different places. Yeah? Does that make sense so far? We're happy? So that, that's a really core image to what Blueprint is about. And really at the heart of that means that we have a real, um, real heart of this is to train up particularly young people, obviously most of this room are of young, young people, um, to be discipled in this place to be sent out. That's the core of what Blueprint is about. Like, there are also other people here who find safety and belonging here, and there are also people like Rob and um, the, uh, Rob and Bridget, and before that Michael and Lindley, who have come to be like mentors and really awesome presences in our, in our midst to knowing that that's what we're about, um, and that's been always been really, really awesome and really valued. But that is still the core of what we are called to in Blueprint is the ultimate call is to disciple young people here and then send them out to uh, the rest of the world, essentially. I mean, I think, I think people like James, um, James and Jenna who are doing awesome work in Australia, um, who are doing, who's, um, you know, leading these awesome campaigns, a whole bunch of different people all around the world who are doing these awesome things. That's actually what we're called to here. And when we send our friends like ERA and whatnot to other places, that's actually part of what we're called to here. And that's why we, we have so much movement and, um, and I guess some sort of transience here, and that's actually part of the thing, part of what we're called to. Another picture that's associated with this is kind of Blueprint as a prototype. Um, that's the word they use, prototype. And I guess Blueprint, the name itself, kind of suggests some of it. Um, the idea that we want the, we want, like, we think that the 
the renewal of the church kind of looks like this, like that part of how we want to see the rest of the church in Aotearoa and the world um, looks something like this. Not, it's not perfect, not to say that it is, uh, but it's something about this that is, can be prototyped into different places and different communities, localized to those communities, so it's not a, you know, we're not, we're not kind of just chucking things into different places, but that is part of the idea of the planting movement we have. So we planted a church up in Nalbe, uh, Nalbe Community Church, we planted a church up in Brooklyn, um, which obviously forms our renewed network, and obviously the free store as well as part of our mission thing. And then this year, um, Holly and I, and possibly a few others from Blueprint, will plant another church, um, or plant another community um, somewhere else in, in this place. So we're, part of that is really what we, we feel called to do, and we feel called to as a movement, which means we're often sending our best this time with Holly and I, not so much, but um, we're often setting our best. We're often sending um, the best, the first fruit of our crop. Uh, Holly is sorry. Um, <laughs> and so we really believe that this is what, um, yeah, what that's what we're called out to do. We're called out to plant and called out to do that. Does that make sense so far? We're all happy. Some of you guys might notice. Some of you guys might not notice. But it's good to reiterate, remind us what we're here for, especially when we come to a new space and that stuff. Is um, yeah. The thing, second thing is the charism. Um, this is our charism. Our charism is shared between all the Renew um, communities. So part of when we plant, this is actually the model in which we want to hold most things in. And some of these things are going to be emphasized differently in different places, and they're going to look really, really different because we really believe in the local expression of church and the community expression of church. But um, these are things that we want to hold together. Um, and so it used to be a square, and then they upgraded to a tent, which, uh, you know, it's quite powerful. Um, so at the center of it all, we have the kind of the I don't really understand how tents work. This is like kind of an old school tent, you know? I've never actually um, used one of these before, but I assume it's a pole in the middle, you know? Like, it's kind of like, and, and the pole in the middle is Jesus. I don't need to explain that one, eh? Jesus is central to what we do. And then we've got the four kind of pegs, right? The four pegs of a tent, as anyone who's put up a tent before know, um, and I've probably put up like three, so, uh, <laughs> um, is that they hold intention, right? Like part of the strength of the tent is the tension that the pegs pull on each other, right? And so these four things do pull attention sometimes and do pull us in different directions, but it's actually what the strength of the thing is. And sometimes, and, and the, the thing with this as well, right, is that if one of these four, if one of these are too loose, the whole thing crumbles down, right? It's not, it's not an issue of like, we can just put major on one, I guess a three-peg tent would be fine. But, you know, that's the idea anyway. Um, um, so I'll go through this really briefly. We can chat about these more in depth about what that exactly looks like, but this is the values we have. Costly community. Costly community is the way we live our lives. Yeah, I think that's really clear. Um, in the houses we live in, in our way we welcome people, in the way we show hospitality to the stranger, to the person in need, to the, pe the people around us. But at a cost, it comes at a cost to ourselves because we actually do have to say no to things when we say yes to these things. That's just the reality of it. Don't don't get me wrong. Costly community doesn't mean like kind of giving up everything. Like there is a kind of there's a balance in that, but there's a reality that there is a cost to what we say we want to be community together. Yeah. Pentecostal spirituality. We we were part of a Pentecostal church. And what this actually means, you know, this can mean lots of different things to different people. Uh, it can mean like, you know. Praying in tongues, whether you believe, like whether you like back that or not, whatever it can mean, like a whole bunch of different things. But what, what it actually really comes down to is, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to move and change things in, in our world. Like we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to move and change things in our world, and that may look different for different people, and that may look like um, that may obviously there's different giftings and things like that. But that's what we really centrally to that is that we we don't just believe that. Yeah, we believe like in an embodied um, spirit that moves um, and, and, and changes things and can work miracles in our society, whether that's 
in, in our lives and healing and whatever that is, or in, in, in terms of like changing our society for something that looks more like the kingdom of God. Yeah? Anchor tradition, we are part of the Anchor Church. At the moment, if this is for like the two lawyer nerds that want to notice, and actually, I'm not here. I'm not. And people you know, want to notice in our community, we're currently a pioneer mission unit, which means we're like, we have a covenant with the Anglican Church, and it's going to slightly change um, as they, they kind of out, they're phasing out those, those kind of things. And we're going to become an experimental mission unit, which means that, which is actually probably fits more what we are. Like, we're, we're an experiment um, as to what the church could look like in the Anglican Diocese, and they're really excited for us to be part of that. Yesterday, I went to the election of our new assistant bishop uh, and representing Blueprint to vote for that. Um, I spoke there. I nearly cried. Uh, I think I did cry, actually, to be honest. Um, and like part of that matters because we want to be part of this whānau and we want to change that for the better as well. And they actually, people actually really do look at us and say, hey, we actually could do this stuff better. Um, that's actually true. Like I, I, I have no doubt that, that whatsoever because I have those conversations. Um, what also reminds me about that is that some of these more Anglican governancey stuff and relationship building stuff is actually kind of important. Like, because we're, the, we're to be honest, we're like probably this room, and a lot of people associated with us are like the majority of young people our age, like twenties to thirties, in in the Anglican Church, and even in Wellington, which is already a vastly younger unit than some of the other Anglican churches around Aotearoa. And so, it actually matters that our voices are heard here. Like, I was probably one of the youngest people in the room there. I'm twenty nine. But you know, like I was probably one of the youngest people voting in that room there. Everyone else was like over sixty, over seventy, and like they're awesome people, awesome parishioners, and also people who have like been real stalwarts of Jesus, like through their lives. But also don't share the same way of understanding how we're going to move into the next age and see where the church is going to find new life again. Like, so it really matters that we're part of that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in missional zeal, like we really believe in mission. We believe that Christ is incarnate, Christ is made flesh and came into the world. Um, and John, the mission translation is Jesus was made flesh and moved to, into our neighborhood, moved into our neighborhood. And that's what we believe we do as well when we do mission. This is, I'm going to talk a little bit about this really briefly, but this is for all of us. This, we, don't really, we don't believe in the outsourcing of this. Mission is right where we're at and where we can see the lives of people transformed and that doesn't necessarily mean you know evangelism in the sense that you understand evangelism it's about being authentic people to our planet to our world to the people around us and say you are welcome at our table you are welcome here and you have belonging and you are loved and you are beloved like that's what mission is about like and so when we when we do this when we're in a free store or whatever we do like that we're pressing into that oh he nearly gone off the we're pressing into that uh, into that deep mission um, for what Jesus is doing we're, but we're each called to do that as a community and also I guess we all have to do that work as well it's not I, it's not for the it's not for the um, A grade um, blueprinters I, I'm serious right like like I'm not I, like, I don't want to be like super critical of like other church models but and often you come to other churches and it's the idea that mission is for those guys for the A grade guys and the rest of us kind of support them but no mission is for all of us to be part of and that does mean sometimes when you do your dishes for your friend who's actually needing to go out to do something else, that is part of the mission. So there is a communal aspect to that, but it's not a delegated kind of responsibility. Yeah? And in uh, context, we the land of which the tent sits on is Aotearoa for us. And that means that like we have to we have to know what it means to be, um, for those who are Māori in the room, to be Māori in Aotearoa, um, but for those who are Pākehā, to know what it means to be Pākehā here. 
to be done at the three T if you if you use that term or whatever that means for you. Um, but that that's what that's important to what we believe in, and that's why we are always active. That's never going to be a thing we're going to change about is, how we act. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good question, Ivan. Um, um, yeah, I mean that's often how it's used. But I, I've been I've been um, having conversations with a lot of other. Um, immigrants who are now using parking, which is an interesting term. Uh, but we can chat about that um, at a different time. That's probably not a now conversation. If anyone wants to talk about that, it's my current buzz. And, and also, what, what can you prove that Jesus is as innocent for all this fight to Jesus sentence? Yeah, Jesus sentence. Yeah. So, so how we can prove? Uh, how do we prove that? <laughs> it's a good question, Evan. It's a good question. It's just, uh, just like a quick answer. Yeah, quick answer. Okay. Uh, a quick answer is uh, why are we doing it? Why do we do each of these things? If you, it's an introspective thing. So looking within and saying, why do we do this? Why do I, if I'm going to this Anglican forums because I want my own attention to be shown there, then I'm not doing it for Jesus. That, that's it. Like, yeah. And, and big answer, Emerson was a community of Anglican tradition and spiritual missionary and so on. Everything, what was done and shown that is a Jesus center. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if we, we do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you can do these things without Jesus, to be honest. Like, I think you can try to do these things without Jesus. You, it's not good. Like, it doesn't work. But, in my opinion, um, but but you can easily become, like, you, just doing the thing itself doesn't mean that you're, you can do costly community without Jesus. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know? Um, but but it mattered. But what we believe in is doing it with Jesus because that is actually the way we're going to um, be able to transform lives. and the places around us, yeah? Cool, um, the Hanukkah kit. Um, again, I don't know where this image came from. Um, there's a beautiful video on YouTube of Scotty Reed explaining this. He looks about like 16, uh, <laughs> and he's like standing in the corner there, and the Hanukkah is like moving slightly. It's really powerful, um, you gotta watch it. Um, he explains it slightly better than I do, but essentially, there are, um, the, the idea is there's three parts of the Hanukkah kit. There's the um, Rito shoots at the middle, the little um, small young ones. It's the Afi Rito, the ones on the outside, and there's the Tupuna shoots on the outside, on the outside which kind of bears the winds and are often the one harvested for, um, for weeding. Now, the, the image here is what our community looks like. So there's the Rito in the middle. So these are people who, and, and we are different things at different stages of our lives. So this is not a, um, not to say you are one or the other, or whatever, like kind of labeling. It's not like you know high school streaming. If you had that horrific <laughs> thing, don't don't do that. Uh, the rito in the middle are people who are, are, are people who maybe need a lot of support in the season of their lives, and it's all seasonal, right? Who need a lot of support in the season of life. Can be a variety of different things. Whether that's like um, we're trying to figure out what faith looks like for us, um, whether that's a whole bunch of different things. I won't name things. We wouldn't know what those things are, um, and that's what the rito in the middle are. are and then the Afirito are those who are kind of growing out of that space, coming to be able to hold a bit more of supporting some of the Rito, um, but also um, needing some support themselves. And then the Tupuna shoots are the ones who have grown on the outside, who are often pretty weathered. Um, they're never the nicest looking ones, uh, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, uh, but, but those are the ones that bear the winds of change, bear the winds and tussles of things, so that the Rito and the Afirito are able to be um, helped. These, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing, and so these different life stages of life, and um, we may resonate at different seasons of our lives with each of these. But the goal is always that we're moving outwards, so we can continue to hold others. And and this may be different things for you. Like you may be, to me anyway, you may be a rito in maybe like some sort of like like a prayer life, like a deep prayer life, and that sometimes and some other people are tukuna and you and be able to hold you in that. Yeah, um, but 
But these different stages of life, we're called to going upwards. We're called to becoming and growing. We're called to become Tupuna in this place. That, that's what we really believe in. We believe in the discipleship of all people here. That you're all able to, to grow into that. And you're welcome here, any stage of your life, obviously. Um, and but my deep desire is we continue to grow into those things. Yeah. I'm sure there's some deep I'm sure there's some deep matoranga about this um, that I don't know. Um, so I'm just gonna acknowledge that uh, before I go into um, the stuff. Get the play. Everyone happy? Those are three images and a half. The prototype ones are half each. <laughs> then I have a picture. Uh, but four challenges. I, I've walked out uh, four, four, four challenges, and the four challenges are observations I've made over um, a time. And I think it really speaks to, I think, what the stage of our place is currently. I think for those who've been here for a long time, know that this space is slightly smaller than it used to be, and there were many changes. For those who are newer here, maybe don't notice that. But, but there is, is the, the naming, and, and for me as a leader, it's always hard to name, but like the reality is there is some fragility in the space. And these are the four challenges I think we have to naming what that looks like and to naming how we move forward as we move into a new space. Part of this, the part of the opportunity of moving into a new space is resetting some of that culture stuff and saying, what, is, what do we want our culture to be in this new space? Yeah. Uh, because place carries place carries a whole bunch of different things, and the reality of that is, as we move to new space, we have an opportunity to to say, what do we want this community to look like? Yeah, that's for all of us to um, to invest into, and so let's have a chat about that. No community without commitment. Pretty rugged in terms of language, but what I mean is that not not that you you don't get community if you don't commit, but that this community is only able to be what it is because people have committed to the space. That that's awesome. Like that's really awesome. Like people like Scotty, Rose, Esme, Holly, a whole bunch of different people, and like we can name those and we know those, and some of those we don't even know, have been committing to the space day in, day out for, well, maybe, yeah, for long, long periods of time to allow each of us to be in community with one another. So you find any life in this place, like if you find any life in this place, you know that, this, that the life is found is because of these people who have committed to the space deeply. And so I guess the thing is with me is that like the challenge is now you found community here, you found new life here, how do you invite others into it? And that's why no community without commitment happens, right? Like because we're not, the thing is like we're not a corporate structure. Like really honestly, I get paid 15 hours a week and that's like all we have. Like oh, a joke gets paid like someone else to do admin because I, I would be horrific at that. Um, but um, but that's, that's all we have, that's all the structures we have here. So if you guys don't turn up and show up and put up the baking and whatnot, like we don't actually have a community to speak about. Like there actually isn't an overarching structure of, of like kind of, you know, it's not, it's not a corporate thing. Like if, if I don't turn up at a cafe, like oh, I work at a cafe. If you don't turn up at a cafe, <laughs> like it's actually not gonna fall apart because there are people who employ other people and do other things there. But this place doesn't, this place actually falls apart if you don't turn up tomorrow. If you, none of you turn up next Sunday, like I'm just standing here talking to an empty space, right? I mean, this is the reality of it, right? Like, I don't, I don't think you can make that any more clear. And I know that, you know, going back to this, I know some of you, like, have come from different spaces or heard of different places of, like, you know, experiences. Like, I, you know, I came from a really big church background where I, I needed to come to this place and be Rito for a long time before I committed, before I committed to being plugged into this space deeply. But, like, when you've grown out of that space, are you gonna be choose to be part of the tukuna to hold this space and commit deeply to the space to say, I want others to experience the life I have here? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not saying this is like a thing where like you need to do something to belong. Just don't don't hear hear me hear me properly on that because I, I never want to say that. But that some people do need just to do something. 
to make people belong here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, if I cry, it might be um, more, more impactful, I heard. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't do this alone. Yeah, and I totally recognize this, this means saying no to other things. Like, I mean, I know that. <laughs> I know that deeply. Yeah, I know, like, and, and to me, that's actually what it is to be a leader in any space, is to say, I'm going to commit to this space. Like, I don't think I bring any more skills than, like, I, I can talk a lot, which is, I guess, a skill in itself. But, um, but, but uh, apart from that, I don't I bring any more skills to, the, to leading this space other than, like, me saying, I'm deeply committed to this space. Like, that's actually what it is. And so, we, and, and heck, we need more leaders in this space. Like, I can just tell you that already. Like, we actually need more leaders in this space who are going to say, well, I'm committed to this space, and I'm going to grow it because, not because I want empire, not because I want to grow the space for any reason of its own, but because I want other people to experience the life I've gotten in this space. Yeah, we're a community, we're a family, we're not a consumerous operation. If, like, I know most of us here are pretty, like, anti-individualism, anti-capitalism, anti-all those things, but like that means that we have to pitch in as well. Like that's kind of part of the thing. Like that we're not going to be if we're not going to be a corporate structure here. Then then there's going to be something that's going to have to change there, right? Like and so if you if that feels true for you, like if you want to like you feel like challenged to step up in that, like come chat to me. Like some of you guys are already too much to be honest. <laughs> but like I'm serious, right? There's some of you here who like like I think Gil, for instance, one of people who probably like is hearing this and is like I need to commit more. But actually that's not true. Like, <laughs> Like, no, 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 like, looking at Gil right now, he's like, going to be shocked. Um, but, for the, but, but, but actually, Gil, has, Gil does that because some of you guys aren't, aren't stepping up into those places. Um, sorry, tears are coming. Uh, no, go for that invitation. Like, we need to invite people into this space if we want to grow. And again, it's not about empire. It's not about empire. It's not building empire. It's not about me. Like, I, I, if it was about building my empire, I'd do something entirely different, trust me. Uh, I've thought about being a mega church pastor. <laughs> uh, I reckon I could make a lot of money. Eh? Uh, I don't want to grow as a mega church, right? I, I, don't, I don't care how many people are in this room, in a sense. I don't, in a sense, I don't care how many people are in this room. But in a sense, I do. Because, like, if you guys think individually on your own lives, like, and how much this place has transformed you and been, like, life to you, don't you want that for the person down the street? Like, that's, that's, that's how I think about it. It's like, I want people to have that life that I found here. Yeah, people want this. I think people want this. Like, I, I wanted this. And I know that. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I stepped in this role. Because I knew that we want people to, to experience this as well. Yeah? Um, man, I really shouldn't cry so much on these things. Um, anyway, um, so invite your friends, invite your friends, invite people. Like it doesn't have to be like, again, it's like, it's about authenticity. Like, and what we're gonna do moving forward is we're gonna have a night here where we're just gonna eat together. Like, um, the first of every month we're gonna eat together. I'm trying to figure out if it's potluck, because I, I don't trust potlucks whatsoever, despite my, despite my belief, deep belief in community. Potlucks <laughs> is the worst of community experience. I don't know why you're like, far up. But I'm like deeply, I'm deeply convicted that like every open space that other people wanna join in on what we have here. And that being authentic to ourselves and what that means is really awesome. Yeah, sorry it's going a bit long, um, but I think it's important to say. Um, and the other thing is, like, I would never, like, I've, I've been thinking about this particularly in the context of church planting. Sunday, Sunday isn't church, right? This space, like, right now isn't church, right? We do church throughout the week. That's really awesome. We interact with each other's lives. We went to era. some of us went to Era's um, farewell picnic the other day. That was church to me. Like, but if we don't turn up on the Sunday, how are other people going to join that? Mm -hmm. 
Like, if we don't turn up here on a Sunday, how are anyone else going to join in on that live meeting? Because that's, like, essentially, if we kind of come, we find a community, and we leave, and we just don't come back to this, like, space, that's actually just kind of taken without, like, without offering that to other people. Like, I, I never want to emphasize this place as being the most important of our church life. It isn't. But it's actually really important that we, so we can invite others in. Yeah? Now, mission without hospitality. Again, I think I've already actually said this. Um, mission with zero isn't something we, um, for the most hardcore of us, it's for all of us to do. This is actually part of the life of Jesus, like part of the life of what we're called to, and part of the life of what we believe in. And again, if you are a Rito in this, if you're an Afirito in this, grace to you, peace to you, like, let's do it together, let's figure out how we can do this together. But that is, like, important for all of us to do. And this year, we don't have chapters in the way we've had in the past. And so your homes, your places, your, your individual lives become these places of hospitality. We should have never, anyway, divested these things to a, another group. Like, this is actually all for, for all of us to do. But even more so now, how are you looking to open your homes, open your places to say, come, welcome, be at our table? Yeah? Yeah, so that's just a challenge. If you want to do that, let's, let's look at that. Let's talk about that. Let's hold each other accountable to that stuff because this matters. This stuff really matters. No hope without prayer. Look, we, we really believe that, that Jesus is moving through our city. And we really believe that the things we do tangibly, like, like uh, what I shared today and a whole bunch of other things, Hikoi and whatever it is, what we, when we move through the city, um, like we, we do the things, we do things, we need to do things to, to, to see God's kingdom come. But again, like what Ivan said, who's now left me after asking all those hard questions, <laughs> we need to keep Jesus at the center of it all. And, geez, and we can't, like, we just get burnt out if we don't do that. Like, I'm just really, like, that's, that's my experience. And that's been my experience, like, so many times in my life that, like, I know that those rhythms of prayer, those rhythms of, like, deep, um, what did I say? Rhythms of prayer, rhythms of fellowship and worshiping together. That's what this space, again, is. Um, personal growth, personal kind of spiritual growth, whatever that looks like for you. These places are really important. And, you know, talking to Jean, Jean come, um, was talking about evening prayers. We've done evening prayers here traditionally weekdays, um, Monday to Friday, 6.30, um, and then come from different houses, whatever, we're going to land it here. That place is, you know, I'm, 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 I can't talk about this because I haven't been, <laughs> I'm, barely, I'm barely there myself. But it's a place I feel really challenged to say, hey, how do I believe in these things without believing in these things? Because that's actually incongruent with what I believe. So how do we do that together? So it, again, if you're like, you know, interested in like, and this is like an ad as much as it is like, as much as it is like, come like be part of this whole thing, right? And if you're keen to you know join to say I'm, I can commit to one evening a week, like come join, come do that because we this stuff is like so tied to mission, and so tied to how the space can accept more people in, and this is so key to what we what building community looks like. These things are all all tied together. Yeah, so these are four challenges. That's 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 my spiel. That's that's something that's been weighing on my heart really deeply. And like I get that some of this will be like kind of maybe not the most pleasant to some of you guys. And if any of this reeks like kind of me trying to be like, you need to like be like some bought in like intern here like flog. Don't hear that. Like I really deeply deeply believe in like doing this all with your like mental health and well being intact. Like, trust me on that, like, I really do believe in that. That's never the place I want to lead you to. But some of us can be pushed further. 
how some of us can push a little bit further because we've been waiting around for something to happen. And so that, that again, like going back to this, right? We're all in different places. So if this if this feels challenging to you because you're like, I could actually do more, I can step up more, then come chat to me, come let's do that. But if this is like, oh, this is actually, I'm too fragile in a space to do this, then I get that, like, let's, let's pray for you, let's support you, but let's also see how you can grow and how we can disciple you into things that are that, that allow you to hold some stuff. Not because of the place, but because we want more people to be part of this and more people to see what is how awesome it is to be part of this thing. Yeah? Um, yeah, it's me. Um, I'll pray for us. Um, um, Jesus, I am so struck by your, um, your, the beautiful community you call us to, your invitation to be family, your invitation to to love one another deeply, and that um, sometimes that hurts, and sometimes that um, that means that we just um, yeah we clash and we don't understand each other well, and sometimes we um, yeah we fade into different things and different ways of being in this space. But we Lord we pray as we enter this place of fresh change, um, that Lord your um, your word to speak to us, that your spirit be upon this place, um, that you will be the one who yeah um, reminds us again of your invitation to the stranger, to the person. Um, who needs um, who needs a bit of this community, a bit of this your love in this place, Lord? And um, yeah, we just thank you, Lord, um, for your banquet that you've placed before us, and thank you, Lord, for the abundance there is there, and the abundance we can eat from. And we pray, Lord, for the abundance that um, we can offer to others as well. Um, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. work in our minds and our hearts to let things linger and for us to move out of